From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling uh, presents for Saturday, January 22nd, the year 2022, NFL Divisional Champion, uh, or Divisional Round, I, I should say, weekend. We welcome Danny Flecka back to Teeing It Up. Good morning, Danny. Morning. Does the fact that this is my half birthday uh, change anything for you with today's podcast? Uh, no, it does not. Okay. Are you Are you going to wish me a happy half birthday? Eh, I think we're too old for that. <laughs> Probably true. Probably true. All right. Um, uh, for the second straight week, we have to go backwards before we go forwards. Uh, you play a lot of flag football. Um, and you play intense flag football. Like, we have a play sheet, X's and O's flag football. Last play, 49ers, Cowboys. What in the world were you doing? And what was... I get what Dak was trying to do, but you have to know to hand the ball to the ref at that point. You, you can't just be sitting there, standing there waiting. I, it's, I thought that was football 101. I was so confused as to what they were trying to do. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot that's being talked about with that last play, and, and rightfully so, but, you know... I think the thing that we forget about and when we watch games we're so reactionary is there were a lot of plays during that game that Dallas could have done a lot better as far as execution is concerned. They were fortunate to even be in that position at the end of the game where we had the opportunity to scrutinize what their last play call would be. So, you know, I just want to take a step back and just recognize that fact that, you know, they were fortunate to be in that situation. Some bad play calling for San Fran in the last five minutes or so, you know, gave them that opportunity. And unfortunately, this is starting to become a bit of a theme with Kyle Shanahan, and hopefully it doesn't um, cost them anything moving forward. But if you're Dallas in that situation, you know, you hear McCarthy go up on the press conference and say, would you rather us have a shot from the 30-yard line or from the 50-yard line? I'd rather have a shot. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it's from, right? So I think if you're Dallas in that situation, you had you could have done a couple of things, right? You could have called the same play call, but understand, hey, at 10 yards, go down. We need to be able to have enough time on the clock here. Or you could have been, you could have thrown another pass to maybe get you yourself into a bit of a better situation. I'm pretty sure if they threw the pass, uh, you know, you could have had a deep dig route or something in the middle of the field where you could have had a bit more, I want to say space, for your offensive linemen then to go up, for the ref to go up and, and touch the ball and then spike it. But in reality, if you're Dallas, the, the, the play needs to be that we need to get the ball into the end zone, whether it's you know on a Hail Mary or whatever it is, um, and that's what they weren't able to execute. So I, I, get, their, their un, I get their strategy there. They wanted a, a closer shot to the end zone. But, man, as a fan, you just want to see that last play mean something, and it didn't. And I think that's where they really screwed the pooch. Is, is that if I was coaching, I would want at least to get that opportunity to throw that, that pass or one, two, you know, one or two passes into the end zone, and they didn't uh, do that. So a lot's going to be uh, talked about with that. You know, there's already a lot going on in Dallas as they're always did after the season's over because that's what they love is that drama but 
you know, at the end, you know, you have to be able to, to give your shot the best team to win. And I don't think McCarthy, Dak, or Kellen Moore put themselves in that in that situation. I completely agree. Your thoughts on the Giants GM hire? I think it was the guy that they were targeting all along. I think it's the guy most fans wanted them to get, you know, given his track record, his background, his appearance. You know, he, he looks the part. He, he talks the part. It's all great in January. I, I like to take the approach of, of you know, I'm going to wait and see. There's a lot that he needs to do. There's a lot of patience that needs to be exhibited, not only by the fans, but ownership. I'm interested to see what type of coach he brings in there, what strategy they take in the draft and free agency. You know, this is this is chapter one of, of a multi-chapter book for him. So you know, the key, I think, is one, you know, understanding what he's going to, you know, what his plan is going to be. We probably won't see that, you know, unfold for the first year or two, but his approach in free agency with the contract they have on the books right now and, and what they do in the draft is going to tell uh, an early story of what this this team's plan is moving forward. So, you know, I, I just hope that he, he has that plan. He, he seems to have it. But really, we won't know until, you know, the, the product gets out on the field. And I think sometimes with these hiring fans and the media expect an immediate turnaround. And, and while you see that and it's happened, you know, I just want to temper my expectations knowing that, there's a lot that he needs to do, and if they show some signs of progress year one, that's great, but um, it needs to be a consistent approach, and we really won't know that for the you know, next couple of years, what you know his approach is, what the results are going to be, and what this team is going to look like moving forward. Danny Flecker with us here on Teeing It Up. Um, so when you look at now, as we look at this game slate, and you look at Cincinnati, Tennessee, and for me... You get Derrick Henry back. Who knows at what health and strength level he really is. And you have Joe Burrow, who needs to, as we said last week, avoid making silly mistakes. Um, how do you see this game playing out? Yeah, this one, to me, is pretty simple. The Titans are going to look to control the clock. I think they're going to try to establish their identity very early with Derrick Henry. Um, you know, just saw a report that he's not going to be on any sort of snap count or anything like that. So, you know, I do anticipate him getting a, a full run, and you know, they'll assess him based off game flow, etc. But I don't see the Titans really deviating much from what has made them successful the last couple of years with the, the core that they have. Uh, the key, I think, for the Titans is on defense. You know, can they get the pressure on Burrow without blitzing and bringing extra men? And uh, you know, for for Cincinnati, we spoke about it a bit last week. It, it it's really the coaching to me because th- they were very, very much you know in control of that game last week, and we saw them be very inefficient, uh, run too many run run plays, and, and not really utilize their skill set uh, to their advantage. So. If Cincinnati comes out and throws the ball like 40 times tonight, I think they have a good shot at the upset because I think that they have the mismatches, but they've been a little bit uh, conservative with their play calling down the stretch. You know, against Kansas City, they threw the ball a lot, but that was because they were down. So I want to see how, how Cincinnati approaches maybe the first, you know, 20 minutes of this game. Because if Tennessee 
gets out to a big lead and is able to control the clock and utilize Derrick Henry that way, it's going to be really hard for Burrow and, and the Bengals to stay in this game. When you look at foot injuries and what Henry had is basically a season-ending injury for most people, when you look at that kind of an injury, in, in, in my mind, there's two ways of looking at this. Number one, you're coming back because you're healthy enough, you've healed enough, and the doctor's told you you can go for it. Or you are defying doctor's orders, and you're doing it because you feel like you have to be out there to help. Uh, 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 sorry, you, you feel like you have to be out there to help the team. Um how much of a concern would you have if you're a Titans fan that Henry is doing the latter and not the former and that the doctors really don't want him out there? Yeah, I'm not too concerned. I don't think that they would be jeopardizing their situation because of, of the, the playoffs. And I know that people might think I'm crazy by saying that, but these athletes have too much invested in not only their body but their performance. I don't think that you know, they would be allowing Henry to be back if he wasn't full, full, you know, 100%. And, um, you know, let's not forget, to you know, injuries, despite them being all in the same, right? An ACL tear is an ACL tear. Um, a foot injury is a foot injury, but everybody is a bit different. You know, we see in certain sports, then ACL tear doesn't really take that long to come back from. And then, you know... We see different positions affected differently, too, by it. So I think the foot injury is going to be different for Derrick Henry just because he's not super, super explosive. He's not going to be cutting left and right. He's more of a downhill runner. So that might actually be advantageous for him because he's not going to be putting as much stress on his foot as, you know, say a wide receiver would be doing or a cornerback would be doing. Nonetheless, those foot injuries are tricky, so hopefully there's nothing too major going on, but I don't think they'd be risking him unless he was able to give them 100%. Danny Flecka's with us here. Uh, uh, sorry, Danny Flecka. <laughs> Excuse me on that one. Uh, with us here on Teeing It Up. All right. San Francisco, Green Bay tonight, and uh, speaking of feet, somebody who's had a nagging toe injury is 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 Aaron Rodgers. Uh, one would think the bye week was helpful for him. But as I look at this game, it's going to be like five degrees at kickoff. And who knows how Jimmy G is going to fare in that kind of weather. This, to me, just feels like the Packers asserting themselves early and just getting comfortable and saying, good night, everybody. We're good here. I think you had the same take on San Fran last week, and I think I said, uh, not so fast, my friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel the same way this week. I, I think this is exactly the type of game San Francisco wants to be in. I think they are happy that it's colder out. They can really establish what their game plan is, and that's going to be to run the ball and take the ball out of Jimmy's hand. I don't think the weather is going to be as big of a deal as maybe people might think it is. You know, Jimmy may not have played in any playoff games in New England, but he's aware of the type of weather that he's going to be walking into. The San Francisco team is built for this type of weather. You know, big offensive line, strong defensive pass rush, and, you know, very creative offensively. I really think San Fran has a good matchup here. They've played Green Bay very, very tough the last couple of matchups, minus one 
um, where, you know, they didn't have, I think it was last year, they didn't have any players on San Fran because of COVID, but every time San Fran plays Green Bay, they're able to exploit matchups. They're able to contain Rodgers a bit, and they make the games close. I I think if there's an upset this weekend, I think this is it, um, just because of the spread of of the situation going to Lambeau at night in the playoffs. I really think San Fran covers the five, six point spread, whatever it is that you might be getting. I, I really like the San Francisco team. And, you know, if they lose, I think it's because of the mistake Jimmy made, but I think they're going to be in this game until the very end. Um, speaking of upsets, uh, it was not an upset that the Philadelphia Eagles did not have anything for Tom Brady and the Bucks uh, last week. I think a lot of people look at the Rams beat down of the Cardinals and sit there and go, is this the Rams being really good or the Cardinals being really, really bad? Um, because that was just one-sided clearly from the start. And it just it never felt like an even game. It never felt like an even playing field. As you look at Bucks rams are your bigger questions with Tampa or with Los Angeles? I think it's with Los Angeles. I think that the Bucks are in a spot where people are fading them. Um, they've had some injuries along the offensive line. People are still questioning their secondary. And people seem to forget that Tom Brady's their quarterback. I look at three matchups in this game that I think will determine how this game is, is won. One is, can the Rams run the ball against Tampa Bay? We've heard the narrative for the last year that Tampa has a great run defense. We know that the Rams want to run the ball. So how does that offensive line hold up against this defensive line? Because I really do think this defensive line can dominate that offensive line. No Andre Whitworth for the Rams tomorrow. That's big. You know, you take into consideration that defensive line, they seem to be all healthy and humming right now. So that's the first matchup. The second matchup then is the Rams defensive line versus the Bucks offensive line. I I saw that Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirfs are questionable. How healthy they are, I don't know. So how do the Bucks adjust their game plan to, to take care of Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and um, Aaron Donald? And on and the last matchup for me is where does Jalen Ramsey line up? Is he going to be taking out Mike Evans? If so, I think Gronk, Braid, and Howard are going to dominate this game. Does he take away Gronkowski? If not, then I, if he does that, I think Mike Evans has the matchup advantage against any of the corners that they might be putting on him. So those are the three things I'm going to be watching for tomorrow. And at the end, I think that Tampa Bay is with Tom Brady. I can't take Matthew Stafford on the road in his second playoff you know, after his first playoff win, for the chance to go to the conference championship game against Tom Brady, I just can't do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. People might think the Rams are more explosive or have a healthier team right now, but I just, I, I can't fade Tom Brady. I did it last year. I'm not going to do it again. Never, ever doubt the greatest of all time to do it. Danny Flecker with us on Teeing It Up, and that brings us to Bill's Chiefs. And I just don't know. I I don't know if we're going to get a Chiefs team that starts fast. I don't know if we're going to get a Josh Allen-led Bills squad that feels um, 
comfortable like they have in the past on the road in playoff games. I, I don't know what to expect from this team. I think what happened last week was just something that we may never see again in terms of lopsided games. And as I sit here and look at that matchup, this is a Bills defense that feels slighted. If I'm not mistaken, they had no members named to the Pro Bowl or no members uh, uh, named to the All-Pro team. One of those things. This is a Bills uh, uh, defense that is absolutely motivated, excited, and not afraid to get physical if they have to. And that's what you've got to do at the line to try to stop these guys is to jam them a bit. I think you may see that from Buffalo um, uh, uh, tomorrow night. And I have absolutely no idea who wins this football game. For me, it's a toss-up. Yeah, it's the same for me. I, I think the one thing we're going to see in this game are points. I, I think Buffalo has had a great defense all year, but their last six or seven opponents haven't been that that great. You know, they played the Pats twice, three times. The Jets, um, I can't remember who else. Miami, I think, was thrown in there. So not really, like, great opponents. No one that's going to test them. And... On the KC side, you know, their defense, too, same situation. For me, again, it comes down to the quarter. I know Josh Allen's been having a great year and that he can single-handedly take over this game, but so can Mahomes. Um, and Mahomes has done it and has proven to do it. Josh Allen got to the conference championship game last year, but, you know, here you are again, a great team, a great situation, and you have to be another powerhouse or slash you know, I call them the boogeyman, right? They beat one, and now they play Kansas City, who they beat during a regular season, but you know have lost have lost the last couple of matchups against them. I just think Mahomes is the difference in this game. You know, he's playing much much better than he has. The offense seems to have figured out ways to attack the types of coverages that it's seen all season, and they're at home at night, tough environment. It's going to be a very close game. I expect the the over to hit in this game as well. But I do expect Mahomes to be able to come through uh, with the game on the line. I just, you know, we've seen it. He can do it. And he has, you know, a great head coach and some explosive playmakers at his disposal. So I'm leading the Chiefs here, especially just given what the Bills came off of. It's really hard to, like you said, follow up that type of performance. You almost have to play perfect again, and, and I don't know if that's possible given the opponent and who's going to be having the ball on the other side when they're on offense. Yeah. So in summary, your four picks are? I think we're going to see the Titans win tonight. I, I do think Green Bay wins, but it's going to be a close one. But, again, from a, from a betting angle, I'd probably take San Fran. Uh, the five-and-a-half points, and also sprinkle a little bit on their money line. I think Tampa Bay wins. The, the spread's minus three right now. I'll be taking Tampa Bay at that number. Anything over three, I'd probably lean the Rams, but I, I do think Tampa Bay wins that one. And I'm taking the Chiefs uh, Sunday night also to cover. there. I think minus one-and-a-half right now, and the over in that game. I think there's I think the only way a team feels comfortable in this game is if they get to 30, 31 points. So I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. We shall see how it all plays out starting today at 4.30 Eastern on CBS. Danny Flecka, as always, thank you for joining us on Teeing It Up.
No problem, man. Have a good day. You got it. And same to everybody else out there.